0: Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. Now, when the Assyrians came in and intermarried with these Jews... Uh, Not only did they do that, but they brought their pagan, idolatrous religion into those families as well. And that created within those families a certain syncretistic view or a certain syncretistic form of worship. You say, Pastor Mike, what does that word that you're having a hard time even saying, syncretistic, what does that mean? Well, it simply means the blending together of things that don't naturally go together. And so the worship of Yahweh from a Jewish perspective and the worship of all these idols from the pagans' perspective, they don't go together. But they found a way to kind of mishmash it all together and they created this crazy form of religion that is would be called today syncretistic. And this led those Jewish people to move away from Yahweh. So no matter what parts of their old religion they kept, they were no longer truly worshiping the God of heaven and earth. Now eventually, over time, uh, the Samaritans abandoned their syncretistic uh, form of religion and determined that they would return to the worship of Yahweh and Yahweh alone. But when they made that determination, they did so um, on their own terms. Let me explain. Basically, when they came back to the worship of Yahweh alone, um, they rejected what we now call the Old Testament scripture. They said that that all those extra writings, those aren't Scripture. The only thing that we're going to accept is the first five books of the Old Testament, which is known as the Pentateuch. And so they were willing to accept those five books as Scripture, but the rest they cast off to the side. Secondly, they refused to recognize Jerusalem as the prescribed place of worship. And they chose their own place, On Mount Gerizim as the place that they would worship. And I want to now explain to you how they got to that place of choosing Mount Gerizim as their place of worship. It seems that when the Jewish exiles eventually began to come back into the land, uh, they determined that they would rebuild the temple in Jerusalem once again because it had been destroyed. And the Samaritans actually reached out to those Jews and said, we'd like to come over and help you rebuild the temple. But the Jews who were there in Jerusalem working on the temple, they said, no, we don't want anything to do with you. You're not pure blood Jew anymore. You're, you actually went off and worshiped false gods. You may say that you've come back, but there's some problems with your theology, friend. And so you just stay right on over there in Samaria and just leave us to do the task on our own. Well, you can imagine that having offered to come and help and being rejected so soundly, that that would create an offense, right? A big offense. And so they were rejected as a people. They were rejected spiritually, they were rejected in every way. So, not welcome to worship in Jerusalem, they built their own temple then on Mount Gerizim. Now, I don't know exactly how long that temple stood on Mount Gerizim. It stood there for some time, but catch this, there came a time when the Jews actually came over into that land, and they tore their temple down. They raised it to the ground. And you can only imagine that this would create more and more degrees of animosity. And so with all of these different wounds and all of these different offenses and all of these different insults, we find over the centuries that a a mistrust between the two became ingrained in the very soul of the Jews and the Samaritans. And it, it grew to the point That there was nothing left between them but seething hatred and disrespect. This led both sides to adopt this mindset. This mindset said that life is short. There is so much to hate and so little time. How would you like to live with that mindset toward anybody? Life is short. There is so much to hate. And there's just so little time to do it. Well, this is why, this is why there was so much hostility between the Jews and the Samaritans. Now, the 12 disciples, they would have understood this. They would have felt very negatively toward the Samaritans. But I'm here to share with you truth point number two, that Jesus himself had no regard for such hostility. Jesus had no regard for their hostility. The reason he had no regard is because he came to save sinners, which includes every person on earth, regardless of race, ethnicity, gender, political affiliation, or religion. It didn't matter what you were. It didn't matter where you came from. It didn't matter what you had done. Jesus came to save you because you and I need redemption. Amen? And so, from that perspective, the entire human race is the same in Jesus' eyes. We are all sinners, and we are all in need of redemption. Now, that right there explains why Jesus was so eager to go into the heart of Samaria, He understood the differences. He understood the hatred. He understood the disrespect and the insults. He understood all of that. But those things weren't important to him because he saw all of humanity as in need of redeeming. All humanity needs to be saved from from our sin. And so he was eager to go there. He was eager to eat their food. He was eager to spend the night in their lodgings. He was eager to mingle with them as if there were no hostility. By the way, I said he was eager to eat their food. You all have been taught this many times, so I'll just quickly run by it, that uh, so much hatred was here that the Jews, if they needed to go... Through a place that samaria was right in the middle even if it was the shortest route They would intentionally go around just to keep from having to go into their land But if they chose to go through the land because it was convenient and short They would pack their own food because they absolutely did not want a samaritan hand to touch one morsel that would go into their mouth And i'm here to tell you this morning that jesus had every intention of going there and eating their food sleeping in their bed and mingling with their people. And because that's where his heart is at, he sends an advance party. He sends an advance party to Samaria to make the arrangements. But what we find in this brief little account is that as that advance party is there in Samaria trying to set things up, it became known what Jesus was doing, where he was going. And at that point, Everything came to a screeching halt. And the Samaritans made it clear that Jesus and his entourage were not welcome. Don't come in here. Don't expect hospitality. You're not going to get a bed to sleep in. You're not going to get food to eat. Just stay out. You're not welcome. The question is, why? Why did they say that? Was that a rejection of his claim of being Messiah? Was that a rejection of his uh, racial identity? What's the problem? Well, Luke tells us what the problem is. And when we read it, it doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. But we're going to see how it was a little bit bigger deal than we thought. The reason that they made the decision to say that, Jesus, you and your crowd are not welcome here is simply because this, they discovered that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. In fact, he was determined to go to Jerusalem. And the reason that at least they were given as to why he's going to Jerusalem is he is going to worship at the Jewish temple in Jerusalem. And again, this just inflamed all of this anxiety and all of this vitriol that had been going on since the time that the Jews tore down their temple and said, this is the only one. And so at that point, they just wave their hand and say, no go. Now, ultimately, why was Jesus going to Jerusalem? Ultimately, he was going to offer himself as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But you see, his disciples didn't even understand that. He'd been explaining it to them, but they hadn't gotten the picture. They just knew that Passover was on the horizon. It was still a few months off, but it was on the horizon. And from their perspective, that's why we're going to Jerusalem. And when the Samaritans got wind of that, their response was, if that's what you're doing, if that's what your business is all about, then you and your rabbi cannot come here. You are not welcome. No food, no drink, no shelter. Be on your way. The Samaritans, it is true, did not like Jesus' race. They did not like that, that he was a Jew. But the Samaritans were known for still allowing some Jews to come in and receive a little hospitality. But more than hating his race, they hated his religion even more. And so when they discovered that he was on his way to Jerusalem and ultimately would be going to the temple, they wanted nothing to do with him. That brings us to verse 54 and 55, where we find that the advance party comes back. They'd been there in Samaria. Everything was shut down. They come back and they make it known that it's a no-go. Jesus, we we can't go there. And I can imagine that Jesus may have been a little bit disappointed. Others in the group may have been disappointed. This is the closest place to go for rest and comfort. And now we're not going to get to go there? It would be very disappointing. But we find that when James and John heard about this they weren't just a little disappointed in fact they blew a gasket they blew a gasket now i will give them a little credit no doubt they're embarrassed and offended for jesus but i suspect that they that they took this as a personal assault as well and so in anger that crosses over into hatred that is being mixed with a little bit of revenge, they offer to call down fire from heaven to incinerate those worthless, unregenerate half-breeds. That's not my statement. That would have been their statement. That's the way they would have looked at them. Worthless, unregenerate half-breeds. And in saying something like that, offering to call down fire from heaven... They likely thought they were doing the work of God. Leads us to truth point number three. Anger, hatred, vengefulness has no place in the heart of a disciple of Christ. Are we aware of that this morning? Anger, hatred, vengefulness has no place in the heart of of a disciple of Christ? Are you aware that in Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 22, that Jesus teaches that hatred in the heart is akin to murder? Are you aware of that? That's what he teaches. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Richmond Drive in Urbandale.